Welcome to Transformation Church RVA. This sermon is a part of our series called Brace for Impact. Oftentimes, we find ourselves with many reasons for why we don't serve God. Over the course of this series, we'll zoom in to examine the lives of four individuals in the Bible who each had their own struggles with serving. We aim to discover how God is calling each of us to work for Him and has uniquely wired us for the task ahead. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. If you do not have a Bible, there's one in the pew in front of you, and you're more than welcome to take that with you. We will read verses 10 through 18. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be stand, still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that come from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. May God bless the reading of his word. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, Demetria, that was a sermon in itself, uh, the, the praise this morning. Phenomenal, phenomenal praise. Uh, I actually... Uh, you know, the, the title of this message is uh, Get in the Fight. But, uh, you know, it's, I love what she said. For the battle belongs to the Lord. Really, I, I could stop right now. If we could just do that, if we could understand that, we'd be so far ahead of the game, it'd be unreal. Um, my God will never fail. Do you have anybody in your life that never fails? That's the God we serve. That's how big God is. So like I said, the, the, the message is get in the fight, but, but actually that's, not, that's really not the message. Because I saw all those hands that came up. You're already in the fight. Right? We're all in a fight. Let's face it. I don't, even if you didn't raise your hand, you're in a fight. There's something going on that you need help with. And my question is to you, how are you doing? Are you out there trying to do this on your own? Are you out there white knuckling it? You know, you know, we're, we're kind of brought up to take care of ourselves. You know, we're we're independent people. I don't I don't like to ask anybody for anything. But the bottom line is, this fight's too big for us. Can't do it. Uh, and the scripture says that our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers. He's stronger than we are. Hey, I, I hate to say that, but but the devil's stronger than I am. But he's not stronger than God. And that, that's the thing. He's not stronger than God. And if we're willing to turn over that to him, 
The battle belongs to the Lord. We need to remember that. You know, and if you're a Christian that uh, has been saved for any period of time, you already know what I'm getting ready to say. But if, but if you've just recently been saved and, and you know, you, hopefully you do not have this, this idea in your head that, well, man, I, I'm a Christian now. Everything's going to be good. It's going to be sunshine and roses and rainbows. It's going to be easy now. I'm a Christian. God's got me. Hey, Scripture says something different. And I want to read a couple of passages uh, to, to affirm that. Anything I say today, you know, uh, is coming from, from the Holy Spirit, okay? And in fact, I'm going to stop right now and uh, allow the Holy Spirit to work and, and get me out of the way, okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for, for allowing me to, uh, to, to preach your word today, Lord. I know I'm incapable of, of telling your truth in the right way. But I know your Holy Spirit will enable me. It will empower me. Lord, and I thank you for that. I'm going to lean on him today, and your word will go forth. I know it's going to touch people, that there are people here that need to hear this word, Lord. And I thank you for what you're going to do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So in uh, Job, let me see what it is. I think it's uh, Job 14.1. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Oh, that's encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> I, got, I got more of them, okay? Uh, John 16, 33. Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. If Jesus has overcome the world, we have overcome the world. Okay? And in... Uh, 1 Peter 2.21, For this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his footsteps. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Christ died on that cross. So we have our own cross that we have to die on. But the, here's the thing. What, what's the point? If, I, if, if being a Christian and we got to go through all of these troubles and all these other things, what's the point? Everybody, whether you're a Christian or not, you're going through troubles. Doesn't make any difference. What's the difference between you and I and those out on the street that don't know Christ? They have no hope. You know, they have no hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that's, that's the whole point of it. So we just have to take, take in the fact that when we do have these troubles, don't be hard-headed. Don't be stubborn. See, I'm never stubborn or hard-headed. Right, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Elder Jones, How, you know? Listen, I'm the worst of the worst, okay? When you, when you look at me, uh, you know, just, just terrible. So we know we're going to have all these troubles, right? And do you know, even when you're doing good, you're still going to have troubles? When you're following the work, when you're right on track, you're, you're going to have troubles. We were in the restaurant uh, uh, having some breakfast yesterday morning. And uh, the poor lady at Southern Taste, she was the only one there. It was busy. So Sandra says, and I'm thinking the same thing. I said, Darren, why don't I help her and, you know, pour some coffee? So I go over to get the coffee pot. As I lean in to get the coffee pot, I just bang my head. And if you look closely, you will see blood up there. Okay? So I think, Lord, what, what's going on? I'm trying to help out here. Right? But God is good. And we have to understand 
that we are going to go through these things. He's right there with us in every situation, whether it be big or small. But we're in a big fight. Why is it so important how we react while we're in this fight? Are there any lost people around here? Are there any people that in our community that don't know who Jesus is? You know, the, uh, the team went to Memphis and, and saw all of these folks uh, out on the street. We got them right here, all over the place, on the street. We have people that seem to have it all. You know, have money, they have position, some have power. Uh, I'm constantly running into people that appear to have it all, yet there's an emptiness in their soul. I see it all the time. I, I went to a bowling tournament uh, last week in, in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, by the way, we did quite well. It was, uh, God was good to me in so many ways. I ran across so many people during that tournament. These were military people, people that served our country well. And I saw uh, uh, hopelessness in a lot of folks. Broke my heart. I, I can tell you, it broke my heart. It just reemphasized how important it is for me to be that witness that people will see Christ in me. So every opportunity I had to, to be an encouragement, every opportunity I had to, to pray uh, over food, anytime I had a chance to proclaim the name of the Lord, I did so. Okay? Uh, and I saw interest. You know, people know who I am, not by just because I'm a bowler or whatever I am, but I want to be known as a man of God. And I want that, I want to be a, a a difference maker. And if we behave like everybody else that's doing in all of these situations where we're in this fight and we scream and throw our hands up, and I, let me tell you something, I'm seeing a lot of this now. You know, between COVID, I know you're disappointed like I am. I thought by now COVID would be a distant memory. But there it is, it's rearing its ugly head again. Again and again. One thing right after another. Somebody said that earlier this morning. It just seems like there's one thing after another that we're going through. God is still there. How we react individually and as a Christian community will determine the fate of many, many people. There's no question about it. We have to be that, that example that in spite of our circumstances... Because that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a big problem. It's a big problem to us. It's not a big problem to him. God is a big God. He's bigger than anything that we can. Listen, he created the world. So how big can it be to him? The problem is we're not going about it the right way. And that's why the scripture says, you know, uh, gird yourself and, and uh, the scripture that Ray read we were talking about uh, our weapons. Uh, our weapons are the truth of the gospel. They're righteousness. They're having great faith. Um, God's never going to leave us or forsake us. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. So no matter how big it is, it's not impossible for God. We have to be persistent in prayer. These are, these are powerful weapons. The prayers that are going up for BG today, I know are powerful. I know they are just, that God is listening. God knows how much it's hurting our hearts. BG, if anybody, if you know him on any level whatsoever, he's very lovable. 
He just is. He's a very, very wise man, a man with a big heart that cares about people. If you happen to have had him for your deacon, you're truly blessed, as you are with all our deacons. But I tell you, deacon, uh, BG's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you. Maybe too much sometime, I don't know. <laughs> BG's going to talk to you. And he's going to care, okay? That's who this church is. Every one of our deacons, you can count on that. When they say, you know, how's it going? They care. We all care. We love God. And if we're going to be like Jesus, He is the ultimate care. Okay? Um, but how we love each other, in the Bible it says they could tell who the Christians were by how they loved each other. How do we look to the outside world? You know, I submit to you, I think we look pretty good, okay? We still have a ways to go, okay? We still need to embrace everybody, everybody. And I think we do a good job of that. But God is, we are ambassadors of Christ. Have you ever thought about that? You are representing the King of Kings. You know, if you were, you had an opportunity to go see the president and he said, listen, I want you to represent the state of Virginia, you know. You would just be in awe, right? That ain't nothing. We got the King of Kings. He, he created each and every one of us. That is a very, if you think about that, think about who he really is, who we are. We are children of, of the Almighty. We're in the saints' family. We need to start behaving like that. We need to be people of God that are, that are willing to, to stand up for the truth in this fight. But how do we do that? That's the question. How, how do we do that in a way that glorifies God? It will not be in the conventional way. It won't be like the world does. You know, the world says, okay, if you do that to me, I'm doing it to you. That isn't what, that isn't what the Bible says, does it? What's the Bible say? In Matthew 5, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's not easy, is it? You know, that's not easy. Um, several years ago, I had a fellow that just, frankly, hated my guts. And he just did. He, he cared a lot about money. I, I care more about fairness than money. And uh, he thought something that I did was going to cost him money. So he called me everything but a Christian. <laughs> okay. And I, I kind of took the tack. I'm just going to leave him alone. I'm not going to ever talk to him again or anything else. That's wrong. Absolutely wrong. So about two years ago, I made up my mind. I'm going to start speaking to him again. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> uh, the first time I spoke to him, it was like, he looked at me like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> I disarmed him, you know? And I actually, I took the boys bowling the other day, and he was, he was in there. And he walked up and talked to me like an old friend. Okay. Now, I don't know how much of a change. I've actually talked to him about the Lord before. Uh, but we have to be different. We don't retaliate. We pray for those who, who persecute us. We, we, we love people. You know, I, I hear this saying. Uh, the Holy Spirit just laid this on my heart. It says, love them to death. No. Love them to life. You know, love them to life. The life in Jesus Christ. I know every one of you in here agree with me. You don't want to see anybody go to hell. 
not the worst enemy you ever had. I can't imagine anybody having to go through that. I don't want anybody to go through that. So whatever I can do, Christ enables me in his power to do mighty things. To get past myself. Because this is ourself is our biggest enemy. You know, our flesh is our biggest enemy. We have to overcome that. How do we do that? The Bible says we have to die to self. Every day, you've got to try to get rid of that. And you know, the, the devil was throwing those things at us in our minds all the time. That's what we're talking about, the spiritual warfare. Some of you have been sitting here today, and some crazy thoughts have come in your head. <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. I know it because it's happened to me. And you're saying, where did that come from? That came from, that came from Satan. See, you are in a unique situation. You are ambassadors of Christ. So when you were not saved, let's face it, Satan didn't care. You were already doing his work. But now that you're saved, you're out on the front lines. You're representing Christ. So when you mess up, you think anybody notices? Everybody notices. The devil makes sure of that. So our witness is of utmost importance. That doesn't mean we're not going to mess up. You know, we all fight, fight those battles every day. But we recognize it more quickly. We recognize that we are special people. We are called people. And that we need to let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. And when you do that, and you, you allow God to show you what, what your purpose is, and be about that, Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have unspeakable joy and peace. I dare say the one thing that anybody, whether a believer or a non-believer, would say is, I just want peace. That's all I want. Can't get it unless you have Jesus Christ in your heart. Impossible. You, you can try all you want. You can have all the fame. You can have all the, the, uh, the money. Uh, the power, uh, the, the good looks, you know, everything. You can have everything, yet you have nothing if you do not have Jesus Christ. And it's our job as ambassadors of Christ to get out there, live a life that is blameless, and fight this fight in a way that just shocks people. You know, how can he stand up and praise the Lord when his child is in um, I see you fighting for their life. How can he do that? Because we know that God knows. God has our back. And no matter what happens, I always think about the, the three Jewish boys that went into the fiery furnace when they were confronted by the king. All you have to do is it's accept our God, worship our God. And what they say? They said, for us, there's only one God. And we know that he will, he will take care of us. We know that he will carry us. But even if he doesn't, I'm still going to praise him. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. When we have the trials and tribulations, what's the Bible say? Praise God for it. We're like gold. We're always being, being refined. I'm in rough shape. <laughs> I'm real tough. I need a lot of refinement, okay? Uh, I'm surprised I'm not getting some amens from my wife. Uh, but, it, but it's a process, and I'm further along today than I was yesterday, and I'm further along uh, 
than I was five years ago, ten years ago. But God has placed each and every one of you here, even to hear this message today, for a specific purpose. You are here because God ordained you to be here. Before you were ever born, he knew that you were going to be right here today. And, you know, we talk about revival. The revival has to start with each and every one of us. Each and every one. It starts individually and then corporately. I really believe it started in this church. With all my heart, I believe that. Do not forsake the assembling of each other coming to church, okay? God has a special purpose for us being here. We, God knew that we couldn't do this alone. He knew that we needed each other to build each other up, to, to strengthen, to edify, to encourage. That, that's why we're here. And what a, what a great congregation to be in to understand that. If I were to ask for a show of hands of how many people have been encouraged by coming uh, to this church uh, in, the, in the last 20 years, I dare say anybody other than maybe a first-time visitor would probably, every hand would probably go up. Yeah, I'm, every hand would probably go up. Because that's what this church does. It's a loving, we, we talk about it in, in our meetings. Uh, we were interviewing uh, Bill, uh, talking to him about being an elder. And he said for the first time he walked in here, he could feel that, that love, that loving feeling. That's the Holy Spirit. That's, that's a people who are obedient to the call of Christ and care about people and love, love each other. And I could go all over the room and, and we, could, we would see that. Um, this fight is not going to be easy. You know, the Bible tells us that in the, in the end days that what appears to be right will be called wrong and what is wrong will be called right. We, we see all that. I want to read uh, scripture. And this, this was written over 2,000 years ago, Okay. I think you're going to agree when I, when I say this. That uh, this is 2 Timothy 3. Uh, let me see. 3 2, 2 through 5. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. That could have been written yesterday, yet God wrote that over 2,000 years ago. Is that where we live today? There's no question about it. There's no question about it. That's the people that we are witnessing to. That's the people that we are ambassadors to. So is this job going to be hard? Absolutely. So what I submit to you is don't make it easier for them. Don't fall into the trap of being as of the world. You know, be in the world but not of the world. And then we're going to make a difference. Then we're going to see a mighty, a mighty, mighty wind of, of transformation, of change, of revival.
You know, it's time to stand up for God. That's the bottom line. We got all kinds of stuff coming at us. Now, now the next question is, how are we going to do that? How, how do we do that? Do we stand up like, like the world does? We speak the truth, but it has to be seasoned with grace. Cannot be beating people over the head with religion. Not going to accept it. We have to use our heads. Turn off the TVs. Stop looking at the political, excuse me, Lord, crap. Okay? Whether it, I don't care whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever you are, I don't care. All of it's slanted. It's slanted one way or another way. It doesn't make any difference. There's so many conspiracy theories. There's so many things. Stand on the promise of the Bible. That's the only truth. The other truths are variations. There's always an element. You know, if you ever notice, I don't care what persuasion you are, there's always an element of truth in there. Stay away from false prophets. The churches that preach this uh, prosperity junk does not have a scriptural relevancy. Just doesn't. Stand on the word. Our church stands on the word of the Bible. In the moment that Carl does not do that, we're going to have a conversation. Okay? We're holding him accountable. I thank God every day for him. I look up here. I don't look at him. Okay? I pray for him. I want to be his, his friend. I want to be his mentor. But I'm always looking above. And the reason is because I love God and I love him. And he is leading us well. God has sent us resource after resource that he wants us to, to accomplish that mission. And I think we are well on the way to doing that. I like this verse from Isaiah uh, 30, 15, and it's uh, like part B of it. It says, in, quiet, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. There is nothing like an athlete or a leader who is guards his words, but is very firm and with confidence. That's how our, our life should be. That's how we should reflect God's truth, the only truth. I just challenge you today, because the days will go a lot, uh, a lot darker. That's what it is. Do not throw up your hands other than to praise God. Okay? You guys can come on up now. Uh, I just want to challenge you to, to be ready. Okay? Be in prayer. Continue the small groups. Continue uh, this community of believers. There's power here. It's God's power. That's why when people walk through the doors, they know something's different. And you're a, you're a big part of that because you're allowing God to do what he did. God never makes us do anything. He only wants the best for us, like a great father. And when we, we get off chart, he's going to bring us back, whatever it takes. I don't have a very good closing for that. I just want to challenge you to, to be more like Jesus. And hang on to that scripture. That Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, strong. That's how you're going to fight, fight the devil's wiles. So.
if uh, any of you uh, do not know the Savior that we're talking about, don't know really who Jesus Christ is, please don't hesitate. You can, you can have that freedom today. All these promises that we are talking to, talking about, they apply to the, to the uh, family of saints. You can go to God anytime in prayer, and he's going to listen. He will grant you the desires of your heart. So thank you very much. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA, located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.